What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus Opinions, your home for your nerd pop culture news and reviews. As always, it is I, your host, Adam Perez. We are, in fact, back with a brand new episode for you guys today uh, as we're going to be getting into some... Mandalorian for you guys today chapter four which went ahead and dropped I hope each and every one of you is certainly enjoying your Thanksgiving week uh it is like a four-day weekend for myself so I took it upon myself to actually go ahead and watch the Mandalorian earlier on today so we actually had ourselves a rather timely review uh for Mandalorian chapter four for you guys this week so if you haven't had the opportunity to check out that episode I highly recommend you definitely go ahead and do so before watching this review because it will be getting spoiler free guys we are going to be breaking this down for you guys um, today so um, definitely go ahead and let me know your thoughts as well so again this is this is not spoiler free we will be getting into the episode for you guys today um, I'm not sure if we're going to have anybody here joining us for the live chat or not but um, if you do certainly go ahead and join us feel free to uh, chat amongst yourselves definitely let, leave your thoughts for this particular week's episode of the Mandalorian if for some reason though um, if, uh, if you're watching this after the live stream you're more than welcome Welcome to go ahead and comment uh, below at the bottom, guys. Um, but let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, this was another episode that I was really thoroughly pleased with this week for The Mandalorian. Um, chapter 4 was titled Sanctuary. Um, this one also written by Jon Favreau, but directed this time by Bryce Dallas Howard. Or is it Dallas Bryce Howard? I'm pretty sure it's Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, Dallas Howard, or I could be completely da Dallas Bryce. Ha it's one of those. It's a three name where it's, she's the daughter of Ron Howard. Um, and I was really intrigued going into this episode, wondering if she was in fact the one directing it. A part of me kind of wishes that sometimes they would put the credits like uh, just before. Before the episode actually starts um, so I know ahead of time but honestly even just watching this episode I kind of got an idea that it was probably her directing this episode just from the style alone um, but I was really impressed with it needless to say so I'm glad she got to dabble a little bit here in the Star Wars universe uh, and we'll see if that opens up uh, other doorways for her later on uh, sometime down her line and of, of course for those of you who do know Ron Howard was in fact the gentleman that did go ahead and actually direct uh, the solo film that we wind up having uh, last year or the previous year. So uh, it runs in the family, I guess. Um, but another solid episode here this week where we get to finally see really the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda here trying to uh, get away from all of it as much as they possibly can. Really try, really try and go into hiding. Um, his idea really, you can kind of tell from the beginning of this episode, is to give Baby Yoda really a place to kind of grow up at. Um, he says, you know, well, maybe we'll lay low for the next couple of months so you kind of get your footing. Um, and things like that under you. So uh, really trying to uh, find a place not only to relax, but also help Baby Yoda grow a little bit without necessarily having to worry about uh, being hunted down all the time. But we do come to find out that that's not necessarily the case, nor is that exactly what's going to happen for these two here, um, as I believe they wind up selecting a backwater planet in Sorgan. Now, this is a, 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 a very first time getting introduced to this new planet, um, which I'm really thankful for. To be honest with you, um, I was a little bit tired of just like the barren landscapes and uh, all the sand and things like that. It just continued to remind me too much of Tatooine and Jakku. And for um, a, a Star Wars show, a live action show that I was really hoping would branch off and expand its universe a little bit, the introduction here to Sorgan was definitely a really nice one. Again, just a, a backwater planet. Nobody really clearly pays attention to it. Not not a high densely populated area 
area, um, just some farmland here or there. And we do meet a, a couple of settlers here, some farmers. Uh, that are actually under the attack of some raiders that also live uh, in those particular forests as well um, as we're introduced to Omera, who is the woman here along with her daughter uh, in Winta. And this is exactly at least two of the villagers um, that are definitely looking for help here from the Mandalorian this week. Um, I will say this before we kind of get into the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda even staying there. I do want to talk about Baby Yoda real quick because I'm continuing to love how he's just utilized i mean you want to talk about just cuteness and adorable overload uh we definitely got that here this week i mean anytime you get the opportunity to see have baby yoda really uh, i guess you could say really um integrated into this village right we have a bunch of other kids in this village who are just as uh wonderfully in love with baby yoda as we certainly are so to kind of see kids getting the opportunity to play with somebody like baby yoda uh was like was it for me this week to be honest with you seeing just the attachment that the kids wind up growing um to baby yoda in here as well and really getting the opportunity to see just how quickly uh this character and this child is actually growing i mean the the fact that it can kind of it's it's starting to clearly comprehend with uh with uh, i was about to say boba fett what mando was currently telling him what to do right like when they're in the spaceship and baby yoda's just flipping switches and he's like would you stop pushing buttons and yoda just looks at him and he's like click like he, like knowing that he's about to get in trouble knowing he's not supposed to do that so he can clearly comprehend what's going on it's just a matter of is he going to listen and that's the one thing that i'm learning about baby yoda here is that not the best listener in the world um homeboy tells him to literally stay still stay on the ship don't depart and the moment that he winds up lowering his uh lowering his door for his ship you immediately see baby yoda standing right beside him sort of thing so uh, little things like that certainly made me chuckle seeing what their attachment was like seeing that the Mando is actually perfectly okay with Baby Yoda just roaming amongst themselves, right? Like not even using a, a contraption or a pod or anything like that any longer, but really letting Baby Yoda just walk beside him, um, almost like it, it's nothing to certainly worry about. I mean, I guess when you are on a, a backwater planet like Sorgon, you probably really don't think you have a lot of enemies or people that you certainly have to worry about. So it was just rather interesting just to kind of see Baby Yoda really get that free roaming um, just to kind of follow him around and things like that. So uh, it, it goes to show you just exactly how much Baby Yoda is definitely growing up, walking clearly on his own, keeping up with everybody. I mean, clearly we still need Mando to kind of put him on top of chairs, put him at tables sort of thing. It's pretty funny just kind of seeing the, the chemistry between these two, honestly, throughout this show. Um, um, there's a really great scene in here where they've already picked up Cara Dune and they're going on, uh, I guess they're going into the village and they're getting ready to just kind of relax and go to sleep. And as the Mandalorian kind of kicks back, it shoots over to Yoda uh, or baby Yoda, who's actually just deciding to go ahead and do the same thing and fall back as well and just look up at the stars sort of thing. So he's definitely taking a lot of his pointers and a lot of his cues from the person that's definitely raising him. And that is, in fact, Mando. So uh, I I'm really continuing to fall in love with this character this child honestly and just seeing him have the opportunity to interact with other kids i thought really just uh worked fantastically well for this particular week's episode um when we do see mando actually getting to uh sorgan he does bump into a character a brand new character here by the name of Kara dune uh who's actually played by the former mma artist uh or mma fighter in uh, gina carano 
Haven't seen her on TV or in the movies in quite some time. Uh, really thankful that they wind up at least giving her the opportunity to be a part of the Star Wars fandom and be on, you know, uh, in this live action series. Because um, honestly, I haven't really been super impressed with what Gino Carano has certainly done in the past in regards to her acting goes. Uh, loved her time when she certainly was uh, in MMA, uh, the big feud that she wind up having uh, with Cyborg. Uh, but eventually, right after that, I believe Gina Carano wind up leaving to kind of really test the waters when it comes to her acting. And so while she certainly hasn't been the best actress in the world, I really am fascinated and happy in the way that they actually utilized her here in this week's episode. You know, when I went to Star Wars Celebration this past year, uh, earlier in April, um, she was actually there at the Mandalorian panel uh, and really talking about her time on the show. And the one thing that I do pick up is that she seems as though she's pretty much really reserved, or I should say rather shy at times, because um, one, she still really doesn't consider herself an actress, right? Like, I think she knows that she's not the best actress in the world and so I think maybe becoming a part of the Star Wars fandom and part of the Star Wars lore um, is a little bit intimidating for her for sure um, but you can clearly tell that she she loved the opportunity she loved being on here and I think it's also important to understand that for somebody like a Gina Carano who isn't the best actress in the world to have somebody like a Dallas Bryce Howard um, who is a fantastic director that she can kind of work with and really work towards what Gina Carano's strengths really are, right? Like in this episode, they really didn't give Cara Dune too much to do, right? I mean, clearly Gina Carano's fantastic when it comes to action. So I love the action piece that we wind up getting here between her along with uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, I believe Cara winds up mentioning the fact that she's like, well, I thought you had like a bounty on me sort of thing. I thought I was wanted. So I thought that you, you were here looking for for me, so clearly, um, clearly a misunderstanding between, say the least, and she could certainly hold her own when it comes to fighting scenes and things like that. So they really, really, really utilized Gina Carano fantastically well in here as Cara Dune, and even some of her lines, the way that you know her dialogue, um, some of the scenes that they had her in, they weren't asking too much, right? They weren't asking for. Uh, uh, you know, Oscar performances from her or anything like that. They really kept what she's capable of doing in a rather small box, and she was fantastic at it. So I, I was really impressed with what uh, Gina Carano was able to do. Again, nothing um, nothing Oscar-worthy or Emmy-worthy by any stretch of the imagination, um, but again, the director certainly knew how to utilize Gina Carano as Cara Dune, and I love just the partnership and things like that that she wind up having here uh, with The Mandalorian. Them going after some of the Raiders, uh, her brilliant plan on taking down the ATST as well. Uh, th they worked extremely well together. So Another character that by the end of this episode, they have, in fact, sort of departed ways. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that even after this episode, it seems to me as though maybe um, Kara will probably stay on Sorgan. Who knows? Maybe she winds up going someplace else. But I definitely hope that these two characters at least bump back into each other once again. Uh, and hopefully this isn't the last time that we've certainly seen her. I definitely hope Gina uh, winds up becoming a, a more of a, a staple for this show. I mean, look, I feel like the Mandalorian for the most part could really use just a squad, right? Like just a team of his own. We saw him try to recruit Quill uh, in the previous episode um, to no avail. So hopefully maybe Cara Dune uh, eventually 
eventually becomes part of uh, of his little group that he I'm hoping he eventually forms for himself. So um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Gina Carano and um, just really talk about how impressed I was about her role as Cardoon, uh, a role in which I believe Cardoon, when she actually explains her origin story a little bit, uh, really was a part of sort of the rebellion, the alliance towards the end uh, of Return of the Jedi. I believe that she said that she was actually a former sort of ex-scout trooper uh, for the rebellion um, to where she would pretty much, they would really literally plant them in terrible sort of situations and they would certainly fight them with their way out to go ahead and take care of the mission sort of thing. So I don't want to say like one man army type of thing, um, but I would think of I would think of the shock trooper team sort of like as the Navy SEALs perhaps of maybe like the rebellion at that particular time. Uh, but once the Empire did fall at the end of, uh, at the Battle of um, Endor, I believe she stated that after that, instead of having them go on missions and such, it really became sort of like policing units, right? Like peace, peacekeepers, um, holding down riots and things like that. So uh, it definitely was not in her. I, it definitely was not in her resume for this is what she signed up for in a sense. So once all the battling and everything like that kind of finished, she kind of went off on her own and became a mercenary. And that's really where she found herself uh, at here on this particular backwater planet in uh, Sorgan. So um, interesting. Nonetheless, in regards to what her origin was, and you can even tell on her face, she's got like an alliance symbol sort of tattooed on her face. At first, I thought it was like an X-wing symbol, but it's definitely the of uh, the alliance, the rebellion symbol um, tattooed on her cheek for her time back in the uh, during the Galactic Civil War. So um, I thought that it was really interesting stuff. Really great additional character here as well. Um, and let's talk a little bit about the Mandalorian because for a second here, it looks as though the Mandalorian was probably going to settle down his roots on this planet. Um, as uh, he winds up getting a bounty to go ahead and actually help out this villager of farmers um, against the attacking raiders that have really been raiding their village uh, off and on and things like that. So um, this particular town actually hires the Mandalorian to come in and certainly protect them, um, not only just providing him with money, but also clearly shelter and certainly a place to stay, one that Baby Yoda definitely is absolutely loving the perks of for sure. Um, but it seems as though there might be some potential sort of love in the air here in this week's episode as uh, the the woman who's, I don't want to say she's the leader of this particular tribe, but definitely the focal point in Omera um, really winds up kind of getting close to the Mandalorian, kind of really appreciating him for uh, what he's certainly doing to kind of help them out, whether it be protecting them, training them and things like that, uh, which was a really great little uh, training montage to kind of see the Mando and Kara uh, training up this particular village and things like that. I thought that was pretty fun to watch. Um, but she does go on to kind of inquire a little bit about him, right? I mean, the idea of the Mandalorians clearly seem to be legendary, right? Maybe perhaps a little bit of myth out there as well. Um, people don't really get the opportunity to see or know too much about the Mandalorian. So it is fascinating that Omera just kind of asks him a, a couple of questions, uh, specifically in regards to his helmet, about the idea of like, have you ever sort of taken your helmet off before? And what we come to find out is that um, he does take his helmet off, but only when he's really kind of secluded to himself. Other people clearly haven't seen his face in quite some time. He points out the idea that he hasn't revealed his face to anybody since he actually was a child. And one thing that also pops up to me here in this conversation is it, it kind of puts into light that the Mando may not necessarily be a Mandalorian after all all as far as like being born on the planet of Mandalorian like maybe being a part of that particular race or tribe 
because what he he references uh, references to us is that the Mandalorians actually saved him when he was in fact a kid. Um, you know, all the flashbacks that we've been seeing have been have been showing the Mandalorian's mother and father carrying him around while he was a kid, trying to kind of put him into hiding during one of the battles over at the Clone Wars, um, where at least we see some of the Clone War robots um, in a couple of flashbacks, kind of mowing down his people, um, and his mom and dad put him into hiding, and he does reveal here that the Mandalorians are actually the ones that actually rescued him from that when he was in fact a kid. So it feels as though almost like while he may not necessarily be a Mandalorian himself um, because of what they've done for him as a kid in regards to bringing him in and help raising him that maybe he's taken on sort of the Mandalorian ways um, you know even though he's not part of that particular tribe per se um, but is definitely picked up on a lot of those things um, and of course this is the way right continuing to live that particular Mandalorian lifestyle so uh, rather interesting sort of revelations here from the Mando character um, who's fully invested now in this Mandalorian lifestyle? This is the this is the way. <laughs> I only this is the way. This is how that's okay. That's exactly how you got to say it. Um, but so it was fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. We do see him take off his helmet though, but we don't get the opportunity to see his head. And I feel like we probably will. I feel like maybe by the end of this season, hopefully we'll see his face. Um, if I had to put my money on it though, as to maybe who he reveals his face to, I would say it's probably Baby Yoda. Like, clearly he's not getting ready to show his face to anybody. Like, the woman, even Omera at the end, uh, when she's getting ready to say her goodbyes, um, it tries to maybe lift off his helmet to kind of see exactly who's underneath. Uh, but clearly he doesn't let her do that whatsoever. So, if I had to put my money on it, um, anybody that he eventually becomes close enough to even let him see without the helmet on, I would say would perhaps have to be, maybe Baby Yoda would be my first option. Um, simply because of the fact that I haven't seen anybody else in the show yet yet um, that's really gotten that close to the Mandalorian to even vouch for maybe even seeing what he looks like under that mask. So uh, fascinating stuff. They continue to grow not only the Mandalorian lore here, uh, but also the Star Wars universe in general. And some really great sort of um, additions here. So glad that we got ourselves a brand new planet to kind of explore. It'll be fascinating to see exactly where the Mandalorian goes now, considering the fact that this episode actually ended with yet another bounty hunter uh, with a fob looking for Baby Yoda as well. The bounty is gone now, right? Everybody is clearly after Baby Yoda. So while I think the Mandalorian was under the assumption that maybe he can kind of chill and find uh, a place where him and Baby Yoda can kind of settle down at uh, and let this child kind of grow in peace, that doesn't necessarily seem as though that's going to be the case. It feels as though now we're going to be having bounty hunter after bounty hunter certainly um, trying to hunt them down. So uh, we'll see where this certainly series winds up taking us, but I'm really fascinated uh, to kind of see what we have in store. Uh, but let me know what you guys thought about this particular week's episode in Chapter 4 of The Mandalorian. Let me know your thoughts in the live chat or even in the comment section box below. Uh, let me see who actually is in our live chat at the moment. Uh, Doomsday winds up joining us. What's up, Doomsday? Thank you very much for popping in. Devin Williams coming through as always. And RGD uh, in the house as well. Um, RGD says, uh, for those who complain that there was no women, um, 
I don't know what that means. Um, would they use CGI when Baby Yoda grow up or still a puppet? Um, I think probably a mixture of both. Um, I don't know how far along we're actually going to get the opportunity to see Baby Yoda grow. Um, if by the time when this series wraps up, if Baby Yoda is going to be uh, the size of actual Yoda, who certainly knows. But I have a feeling it's probably just going to be a continued um uh, combination of both because um, trust me I'm pretty sure there are some scenes in here where it is CGI Yoda uh, and other op and other times when it is just simply a puppet so um, I think if anything they'll probably just use a, a combination of both um, as far as that for the for those of you uh, for those who complain that there was no women uh, I mean I don't I mean I don't really know why people would complain about that I mean I, I'm pretty sure I saw a woman in the series already. I mean, maybe just because of the fact that it's not like a big focused, um, a lot of big focused characters the first three episodes in. I mean, I have seen women in the world, though. You know what I mean? Like just some of the main characters that we've only been introduced to the client um, grief. Um, and Quill, right? Just those are really the only three main characters that I can really even consider. Uh, and then now we've got ourselves Kara and a woman. So one out of four, that's, I feel like that's, I feel like that's great. So I don't know where, the, I don't know where people are complaining about it. I mean, honestly, people got to give time for things to, um, to actually play themselves out. You know what I mean? People just, People just want to jump on stuff just to complain about stuff. Um, Devin says, Adam, did you watch this episode on Disney Plus? Because I saw it on there. Uh, yeah, that's it, it drops every Friday um, around three o'clock, perhaps in the morning on Disney Plus. So, yeah, that's why I, that's why I watch all my shows. That's why I watch this episode at. Um, RGD says, just hope Yoda baby doesn't uh, talk like the old Yoda. Uh, well, yeah, we'll definitely see. Right now, he's just kind of goo gooing, gaga in, in a sense, right? Like just a baby talk as of right now, which I'm thankful for. Um, but who knows? Maybe him uh, being around humans, right? Having that interaction, hearing people talk, maybe he'll talk regularly. Um, but I don't know if it's just a species thing or not. I mean, Yoda's species is just so unknown. Um, like, I, I have to go back and and check and see like some of if there's any comic books in which Yaddle um, was a part of um, or any s novels that she was a part of. Like, I'm curious if she spoke with like Yoda also, because uh, if she spoke with if she spoke like Yoda as well, I got to think maybe it's just the way that that species talks instead of necessarily how they learn to talk from people around them, if that makes sense. So um, in time, RGD, in time, we'll definitely see how it talks and really exactly how much it grows. I honestly feel like this baby is growing pretty quickly. Like from the fact that it was in a pod, crawling out of its pod, now here within this episode, the baby's literally like walking around. I mean, we did see him get out of the pod and kind of walk to some of the parts of the ship and like unscrew one of the levers in the previous week's episode. So clearly it's, it's capable of, of, of walking but it certainly seems as though it's getting like its bearings extremely quickly. So we'll see exactly how much uh, it actually winds up growing in here. And of course, Miss Hassan has popped up here last minute. Um, but overall, guys, I was really a big fan of this week's episode. I truly was. Um, it was great to kind of see more action, getting to see them take down an ATST. I thought was fantastic. Um, I'm assuming, if anything, maybe there was an imperial presence at some particular point in time on this planet that was like long gone as of right now. Maybe be back during the time of the empire so it's probably just kind of been just a straggler on there that the raiders wind up kind of getting a hold of themselves uh and then really using it to to you know using it for themselves as well so uh, interesting stuff though but i 
I was really fascinated by it. I, I truly did. Uh, great depth for uh, Baby Yoda, learning a little bit more about the Mandalorian as well. Um, so really great stuff. So hopefully we'll wind up getting her back as a director. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, once again, somewhere down the line. I would absolutely love to see that. Uh, and John Favreau continues to impress me week in and week out with these stories. And listen, one of my biggest complaints that I have, have been having for this series, and it's really my only complaint, was like, can I please get like a 40-minute episode? Uh, 45 minutes, something along those lines. Like these 32-minute episodes, 36 minutes, they're just not doing it for me. So the fact that I actually got the opportunity to sit down 41 minutes, I believe this episode came in at, probably ended at maybe about like 38 minutes, um, you know, minus the credits and things like that. But hey, if you want to give me longer episodes, I will devour them. I truly will. So I've watched this episode twice this morning already before doing this review. Um, so I was uh, really, really into it for sure. But guys, overall, let me know what you guys thought about this week's episode of The Mandalorian. As always, guys, these are just my A-plus opinions. I always want to know yours. So please go ahead and let me know what you guys think in the comment section box below. Um, also, guys, if you want to go ahead and follow us on social media, you can certainly go ahead and do so right here at 8 plus opinions we're on instagram twitter as well as facebook we certainly will be back next week with a brand new episode and breakdown of The Mandalorian for you guys as well. Um, so if you want to go ahead and get those reviews, please do yourself a favor. Subscribe to us here at 8 Plus Opinions and also click that bell notification so that anytime we drop a brand new video, guys, you will certainly be notified. So until next time, guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. May the power protect you and may the force protect you. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Keep it A+. Bye.